on this episode of the Last Thing Podcast, we're going to talk about our best movies of 2019 so far. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Last Thing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Toffee. Yeah, woo! Are... Oh, no, different episode. <laughs> Oh, wrong episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, bring the hype. Bring the hype. Bring the hype. Yeah, about it's the cool best movies of 2019 so far from your friends of the Last King podcast. Yeah, and wow, what a selection we have. <laughs> yeah, the, quite a selection. Uh, yeah, quite a selection of movies where uh, I was the one who got the last straw. So uh, what? No, you got the end game, sir. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, let's not spoil it yet. Okay, no, no spoilers. No end game spoilers, motherfuckers. So who are we again? Oh yeah, I'm eccentric Tom. And this is Mr. Toffee, of course, speaking, the guy who did the intro earlier on. And of course, you have Academy Award for Best Special Effects, Shafik here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we're gonna be talking about our favorite movies of 2019 so far, as of yep. uh, July when this comes out. Yep. Okay. As of this recording, uh, we are yet to actually have seen Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Toy Man Story Black, 4, Men and in Toy Black. St- yeah. So it's like you know what? Like we're, we're coming to you from the past, maybe from the future. So maybe those movies would have supplanted some of the things on this list, but yeah, well, you know what? I mean, MIB will not, but Toy uh, <laughs> Story sure. 4 might. Toy Story 4 might. is getting pretty good reviews, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll review it in a future episode in our uh, Last King uh, catch-up episode where we We're talk like about the stuff. Shit that we kind of missed, but we watched when we didn't have to spend $15 a ticket to but go watch it. Because the SEOs, boys, you uh-huh. can't help it. You know, sometimes you need to talk about the more popular thing, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah, so what do you guys think about movies for this year so far? Like It's been a mixed about- bag. I mean, yeah. there have been some really great moments, but for the most time, most part as soon as i finished talking about it i've forgotten about it <laughs> like everything else yeah. yeah yeah that's actually a lot of stuff again comes out you forget about it i mean apart from what the final marvel mcu movie for the year before they restart the story anew that's about it yeah. everything else the new face like, shit right yeah, yeah. 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 which i'm really stuff. not that into but you know hopefully maybe they can start the ball re-rolling again yeah, we'll see. and I mean, to be fair dc did bring some you know lim- limelight with their other film shazam oh, yeah, shazam, shazam was, was good fun. yep and a command very close to the end of the year for the last year but yeah i mean i don't know I mean, I have high hopes actually for the TV show, but unfortunately, cancel after one episode. Poor Swamp Thing. It was so promising. Yeah. But right now, we're going to talk about films, feature films, things that came out in theaters, things we saw. So let's get the ball rolling. Yes. We are including Netflix movies in this, but there weren't any that were good enough, so we're not talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one, technically. Which one? Well, at least in America, anyway. American Netflix. What did you enjoy? Um, okay, so it's actually one of my movies for the year. Um, this show called Booksmart. Special so mention? It's, it's not your pick, right? Uh, well, it's a special mention, actually. So I'll go to my first pick later. Okay. So my special mention is Booksmart. It's a comedy directed by an actress named Olivia Wilde, who you might have seen from House. We know who Olivia Wilde Tron is. And Legacy. I mean, I'm reminding viewers who may not know anything. Isn't Olivia anymore. Wilde the, the, the lady who chased the predator with the Nerf gun? No. no, 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 that's Olivia Munn. That's yeah. Olivia Too Munn. many different Olivias. Yes. Uh, yeah. D- different olives, yeah, different olives. So anyway, yeah, so this comedy is about two girls, uh, Amy and Molly. And who... a cup. <laughs> no, no cups. Anyway, they are very, very uh, studious and very like, the grade A students are more or less. Would you and... call them book smart? Of course, of course. And Roll title. Because uh-huh. they did not actually spend much time partying and after a revelation, they decide to just party hard for the, like, all these four years of not partying, they're going to cram it all in one day. Just a day before graduation. So what so. you're saying is when it's time to party, they're going to party hard. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Put in your own Andrew WK love song fest going go. on. 
But anyway, what actually really was surprising about this film is it gets really atypical. Like, for these kind of like high school films, you expect a bad guy. You expect like a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of... I don't know, like, something very typical to like your 80s films back then. This mm-hmm. one, not so much because... You actually like the entire cast, not just the main cast, like Amy and Molly. You've got like the other, like, I mean, you even got the headmaster. You've got like the other teacher who's kind of budding up with your students with a very funny payoff that happens at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You've even got like the sort of jocks who actually are actually book smart people too. It's just that they party and study hard. Okay. You, know? we'll you got be, those kind of people. What would be a close equivalent or like a frame of reference for people out there? Maybe super bad. And even then, it's a little bit different in tone because. It's the girl can... version of super bad. So, more raunchy, less raunchy? It's actually just the same levels of raunchy. Just not as graphically raunchy, more like words and subversive meaning, meaning kind of raunchy. Okay. I mean, there's actually like, you know, there's some uh, lesbian thing going on later on in the film. So. so, I'm guessing a lot of double entendre kind of jokes. Double entendres. Triple um, entendres. Stuff, all the entendres. Basically, porn being played by accident mm. in your grab ride. That sort of stupid jokes here and there. Mm. Okay. How would yeah, it yeah. compare to a movie that came out last year, Blockers? Oh, this is much better. Booksmart is actually... Blockers a, bit, shit. a lot more heart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Blockers for the world. No, this What's one, it about? It feels genuinely... It's about kids losing their virginity. And why, who are the blockers? The parents. The parents. Who lose their virginity. Recite one joke. Uh, the there you go. The and, Zena touches the I mean, they're actually. I mean, that's not fair, like, because he hasn't seen it for a while, to be honest. And the the part with John Cena, John Cena is still the best part of that film. To well, be when honest. he looks eyes with well, a guy coming, that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but this one actually has quite a number of highlights. They're all paced out in a really regular way, focusing on the two girls and their misadventures, going into a stack into not not stack party in a boat in a boat party, which is completely empty with a tryhard student and. There's also a punchline involving coke as well and a character who uses said coke. And it actually goes on and on because there's actually a lot of things to like here per se. Like they keep the laughs going on and then there's a little bit more heart that happens that kind of creeps up. Because you know like when you have that friend of yours like you stuck with for life, mm-hmm. sometimes they can be a bit more controlling or domineering and the other one can be a bit too passive. So this film kind of addresses that in a very, hey, I kind of had that kind of same childhood kind of way, you know? Okay. So yeah, you're so relating to this to your life as a teenager? Not really, girl. just my friends' lives. <laughs> oh, your friends' lives as teenagers. I mean, my, my life is more like I'm just being a dick, more or less. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. We're, we're on a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess the people never grow up, do they? Okay. Yeah, they don't grow up. <laughs> so what, anyway, what is your number one choice then, sir? My number one choice is what we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, John Wick Chapter 3, Motherfucking Parabellum. John Wick, Parabellum. Yeah. Now, <laughs> John, I have to have a bone to pick with you because this was going to be my pick. <laughs> John so you Wick was your Wick, yeah. Wick the pick. So <laughs> bone to pick <laughs> with John about John Wick? <laughs> You wrote it in the there's a lot of gunplay, so I can't it. help it, dude. There's a lot of... Ex- I mean, not, ex- there's a lot of, like... Just a lot of stuff that just just happens overflowing, you know, like the knife fights, the creative use of a library book, the dogs being cha- being directed left and right to bite people's nuts off repeatedly. Just just so much going on, and just just so well choreographed and just just well done, more or less. Halle Berry so I, not being naked. Oh yeah, Halle Berry not being naked. That's probably oh, a minus point. What was different kind of pornography that we were watching? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why was this your number one? I think it's just because of how it's just being laid out. It's just a really, really fun action flick and I don't really need much more. And plus, all the other films apart from Avengers, that's fun and all, but I kind of want to maybe just put a bit more shine and light to something that's just... If you just want a really fun film, 
no holds barred. Pure popcorn. That's right? a bit of a plot. Mm. Yeah, pure adrenaline. Just a bit of a plot to go through because there's still continuity with the second and first film. Then go ahead. I mean, continuity can... canon-wise, but not in tone. Let's oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, all remember yeah, yeah. This that. Is a very different tone from the Th- first This movie. movie decided to go one hundred. This went up to eleven for some reason. It sort of is tipping onto the shark's nose, not really jumping on on off of it. I can't know, wait till part four when they finally do jump the shark, right? Where yeah, he's yeah, literally he's using shark. a shark to beat someone to death. He is riding on the back of Lawrence Fishburne as they're surfboarding across the sky, kicking ninjas in the face. I'll probably hate that film, but I'll love watching it. <laughs> I just want to see it. You know what? Yeah. Sure. We decided to throw reality out the window. Like throwing John Wick over like the top of a building and he survives after bouncing off a, like a fire escape and a dumpster. Yeah, sure. No reality left. We're going to go crazy yeah, yeah. now. Remember the first one for the first 20 minutes was like a Hallmark Channel movie about a guy coming to terms with the grief of his dying wife? Who cares? <laughs> We've gone full nuts yeah, now. It wasn't yeah. about that. That was just about a guy trying to survive He's killing going and on kicking an every acid single trip in middle assassin. Of the Moroccan desert. Yeah, grounded in reality, my ass. <laughs> Let's yeah. go, John Wick. Keanu and Reeves. Fighting Indonesian ninjas. Well casted, by the way. You know what Indonesian I want to say? Ninjas. I want to say this about John Wick Part 3. Breathtaking. It's breathtaking. It's You're breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking. Like the moment yeah. where he uh, slapped the horse's ass and kicked a guy until his <laughs> face collapsed. <laughs> Some poor Italian guy gets his face smacked yeah. by a horse. I would say... <laughs> and then another guy. <laughs> the most enjoyable part of watching that movie was sitting next to my co-host. Which one? You're, this one? The best yeah. one? <laughs> the one who was like just giggling to himself whenever stuff happens. I love me some violence. I love me some <laughs> stupid violence. Ultra violence. Oh yeah. man, this is different. This is a different level of insanity that I haven't seen in a cinema in a long while. And also at the same time, I totally agree with John that yeah, this is definitely one of the movies. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it in the goddamn cinema. Watch it with yeah. the best sound system, with the best screen ever. Okay, at least in 4K or 2K or whatever. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, watch this in digital because like the goddamn final fight scene in the glass room with all the Actually they've got that new like digital screening thing with the laser projector right? uh, uh, the like onyx screen, right? Or something? Yeah, uh, man. To, to do with the deluxe thing. Like they've got that next to where I live. I'm tempted to watch it again. I'm oh, definitely gonna yeah, watch this awesome. one again because there was a lot of moments in this where I was too busy just giggling my ass off. I forgot what what what's going on again? How yeah. how is he on a horse now? <laughs> because why not? Because why not? Because fuck you. How the hell did he end up in the Sahara all of a sudden? Because ah, okay, okay how did he get there again? And why is he back in New York? So that's the thing. It's like when when people talk about this movie, all they're gonna do is talk about the action. They're gonna talk about the training. Ask them about the story. What's the story about? No, I don't know. <laughs> John Wick kills yeah. guys. No, no, no. Shafiq, ask me about the question. What's ask me the question. What's, what's, the, what's story? the story about? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the story is fuck you. You're asking that's the wrong Rick questions. John Wick in a nutshell. It's just pure fighting adrenaline video game-esque kind of joy just watching everything this is the kind out. of movie the Transformers movies it should have been you really? Yeah. Transformers yeah. wished that it was this cinematically like, good just if you're gonna go crazy like, in the immortal words of Michael Keaton you wanna get nuts? let's, let's get, get nuts! <laughs> Oh man, shout out to Batman 89. And oh, please listen to our uh, 30 year anniversary retrospective, which yes. we did. Mm-hmm. Where listen we're gushing to all about, about Batman 89. What? I like some things too. Yeah. Like about the, the, my movie later when I talk about it. But okay, like we're going to talk about John Wick a little bit more. So, uh, since you have a bone to pick with John Wick, with John about his pick. Uh, so, Tom, uh, your thoughts on John Wick? I mean, it's just. I don't think I've had this much fun in the cinema in a long time. Okay, the last being, frame of reference? God, I'm trying to think. Maybe Infinity War? No, <laughs> Infinity War... How about John Wick 2? This is definitely up the ante, right? It's yeah. very safe to say that no, this is... I think the last one where I just enjoyed myself full on was Kong Skull Island. Really? Yeah. 
This is better than Kong Skull Island. <laughs> By a significant margin, of course. Hey, that fight with the giant ape, that was pretty bright uh, and... Yeah, stuff. So you're literally <laughs> saying that John Wick, King Kong ain't got shit on him. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Training day reference for all you old people. Oh man, like, as for myself, yeah, I do agree that this movie does take the batshit level of insanity and violence to a whole new level, which is spectacular, breathtaking, and extremely fun. But I am actually kind of missing the grounded reality bits that was very much self-evident in part 1 and part 2. Yeah. Sure, I know they realize that, yeah, nobody watches this for the story. They just no. want to see the kills. Basically, if they want to see a renaissance painting but with blood, yeah. this is the movie for and you. And bullet time, yeah. There's good. no bullet time at all, sir. Everything I mean, happens real bullet. time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Nothing slows down except in that one weird fight in the, like, the jacuzzi. Yeah, that was no slowdown. And everything just goes yeah. into motion. Yeah. Actually, there was some slowdown. Watching Keanu Reeves go toe-toe-toe with the guys from the raid. Well, I was just slowing down because he's 54. He's fi- yeah, he's breathtaking. And his, yeah, his yeah. breath he's, was he's out of breath. He's out of breath He's out of breath at that point. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a, an, like a, an upswing before he has the fight of Mark the Cascos. is probably one of the most interesting villains in a long while. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't think I've ever seen, like, a fanboy villain before. No, wait. Yes, you have. Yeah? Uh, fucking The Incredibles 1. Oh, yeah. But oh, that's yeah, what syndrome. happens when a yeah. fanboy stops liking you. Yeah, I mean, like, he still wants to kill him, though. Yeah, true. But then again, speaking of batshit insane, spoilers also, by the way, if you still haven't seen John Wick 3, watch it in the cinemas. Yeah. In the best screen, with the best sound. Uh, Just seeing Mark Dacascos with a sword right through him saying, yeah, I'll be alright. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> let me catch my breath, and then he just dies. And he just dies. He's like, you know yeah. what? Props to you, Mark Dacascos. You were my least least favorite crow, but you're my favorite John Wick villain ever. <laughs> okay. No, but also also least my favorite least favorite double too, dragon right? guy. Oh wow. <laughs> he was also an American Ninja too, right? Was that another? Nobody actor? remembers. No, that's Michael Dudikoff. What are you talking oh, about? Oh man, different. <laughs> American Ninja was a different white guy. That's almost the same name. Dudikoff no, really. and Dacascos. Yeah. One guy's definitely not a white guy. Yeah. Anyways, so anyway, oh wait, that's what I want to see. I wanted to see a fucking Keanu and this team re- redo American Ninja for this generation. It'll be so fun. Oh gosh, yeah, but he has to fight off Indonesians for some reason because yeah, those those are the only guy, stun guys who can kick ass nowadays. Oh yeah, yes. because like everyone's realized, oh yeah, Salah is the most fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think because we've only been watching Krav Maga for the last 10 years I'm really Marvel. sick of all that yeah Jason Bourne kind of system Mark Krav Maga shit I mean it's fine it's fun to see them disarm people and like to like use guns in interesting ways but no but I want to see a guy get his neck cut by broken lighting I want to see <laughs> yes. I want to see a guy get his neck broken in half by a library book mm. in the first 5 minutes of a movie and then proceed to seeing guys get kicked in the face with horses yeah sure you know, I want to see a guy get stabbed in the head and then have it slammed over and <laughs> over and over again. So if you love some uh, adrenaline uh, pulsing action and if you love to see Keanu Reeves, go, go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's this and the obvious Bill and Ted sequel. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's going to be his legacy for sure. I'm pretty be sure. a weird double bill. <laughs> Who is... Why aren't they knocking down his door to do a speed sequel since we know he can do this kind of shit? Because I think the last Speed did horrifically in the box office. I mean, it was it was Speed 2 Cruise Control. It's just like uh, Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick on a cruise ship, right? Yeah. yeah. So how do we yeah. top that? Huh? I got it. Dude, Speed 3, Missile Control. So Keanu Reeves is riding a nuclear missile headed for North Korea and he has to stop it. <laughs> That's my best idea. 
I got the treatment right now. Hollywood, cause. Actually, then it's and Sandra Bullock to reprise her role again. That'll be fun. Sandra Bullock, yes, she's right. She's riding the rocket. She's like, why is this happening? And Ken Reeves, if this rocket was to reach North Korea, it'll be the start of World War Three. No, no. How did this happen again? Anyway, folks. Yes, John Wick three. Uh, heavily recommended. Still heavily recommended, right? Still yeah. heavily I mean, recommended. Yes, it's so much fun. It's great. It's wonderful. I it's mean, still actually kind of odd. You can watch this. It's still kind of odd. You can actually watch this without context of the first two films oh, yeah. because, oh, again, sure. action film. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I was singing the praise of this movie at work, and one of my colleagues asked, "So, so do I need to see the first ones to watch it?" I no. Went, no. Uh, not I really. mean, it's fun, and you should watch the previous two movies, but nah. <laughs> just. Yeah. Just watch, watch the previous two just to see the escalation if if, if that's interesting yeah, to you yeah I mean like because this movie does kind of start immediate res with him like limping away from uh, the second the events of part the two. second film yeah. yeah, only to return to the same place after like a trek through the desert and uh, god knows where else where else did you go to uh, because I, New York's expensive so you're gonna squeeze every that's fucking not New York everybody can. knows that's fucking Vancouver short ass <laughs> New York come on no apparently that actually was a Brooklyn Bridge that they filmed on really yeah that one scene? Yeah. So? That's in... Yeah. Dude, half this movie takes place in the hotel room. They're gonna make some parts authentic. Like, you can film that literally anything. anything. It's a yeah. soundstage. Like, yeah. that can be anywhere. I mean, it could be at Pinewood Studios for all we know. Probably hmm. was Pinewood Studios. Probably was Pinewood Studios because Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna be cheaper in England now. Finally. Yes. Uh, I, I, can't Im- I can't imagine like Manchester United selling off their best players because you know they need a Fort Water. Well, they probably have to get rid of them because uh, yeah, their visas will expire. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yes. Uh, so, John, any final words you want to say for your pick? Uh, just watch it whenever you can, dude. This is still a really good... I mean, one of those best films I've seen so far mm-hmm. until all the other stuff comes in. Great yeah. action... Great cinematography, great sound work, especially mm, yeah. mm. crunching bits. Some of the best there. bone crunching in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're and in a Foley Renaissance at the moment. You know what? Yeah, Foley Renaissance. My favorite sound effect: that knife slowly going into that guy's eye. Oh yeah. <laughs> that squishy sound. Like, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> yes, more stuff. of this, please. So that's how when you're like slowly sticking your fingers into some peanut butter. Totally different, man. Oh, <laughs> what kind of peanut butter are you sticking your fingers into? I don't know. <laughs> Stay away from my kitchen, sir. <laughs> And speaking of the kitchen, so, Tom, kitchen sink and all, <laughs> your pick. Oh, okay. 2019's best movie so far as of this recording. So, should I do my special mention first or should I do the, the big Yeah, do the one? special mention first. Okay, my special mention is How to Train Your Dragon Part 3. Oh, Peach first. Yeah, because this was just a very lovely ending to a trilogy, which was much better than I ever thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, the first movie took everyone by surprise. Yeah, definitely. And the second movie, yeah. people were like, uh, it's, uh, it's a follow-up. We remember Shrek 2 being okay, but nothing amazing. And going, no, actually, this was a really, really good follow-up. I would say How to Train Your Dragon 2 should have had way more box office success, but yeah. then Frozen was a thing, I guess. But it was enough to make sure this got a sequel. And this was, yeah, fantastic, because you had you know the standard things of fantastic scenery from the flying scenes, genuine emotion... Um, and, you know, great way to actually close the series yeah. and everything. I mean, for a movie about dragons, it had probably the most real relationship between the two leads. Like, not just a Hiccup and, um, and Toothless, but Hiccup and, uh, what's her name? Ilsa or something, Ursa? Yeah. I can't remember, yeah. Yes, but uh, they actually talk to each other like real humans. 
and support each other in a way that you'd see real couples would, but not like the Hollywood kind. But aren't they a Hollywood couple because it's made in well, Hollywood? Well, yes it is, but like, come on. Like, <laughs> so, like, oh, like, no no unnecessary conflict. Like, they actually support each other because you can tell they've been together for a long time. Aww. I feel like it's matured with like the, the characters' ages. I guess so. I mean, why don't you just talk about the awesome dragon action? I'm getting to that. Okay, let's go. Yeah, the dragon action was amazing. <laughs> yeah! I, mean, I I like the final boss for this one too. Yeah. Though it's not as cool as the one in part two where it's like, they're literally oh, fighting this giant mountain of a dragon on the beach. I know, I mean, that was, that was nice because it was truly like, you know, uh, showing just how powerful Toothless was. This one was interesting because it wasn't Toothless's antagonist. It was Hiccup's. Like, the villain was what Hiccup would have been if he had killed Toothless in part one. Mm-hmm. Played by? I can't remember who it was. I think it's a Scandinavian guy. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, I might do... be one of the Scars guards for right now. A Scars guard? Nah, we can't afford Scars guards. Oh, wait, we can't afford the, the like the fifth normal. one. <laughs> the fifth one. <laughs> They're like seven of the. Fuckers. We start with Stellan and then yeah. you go downwards all it's the way. It's Stellan, and then I think Hakon, Alexander. No, Alexander's after Stellan. Are we rating Scars guards here on the last game podcast? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guy named F. Murray Abraham playing Grimmel. Shit, Grimmel's F. Murray Abraham. Oh. Yes. Damn, son! Okay, that's some quality actor he shit. He disappeared there. into yeah. that role then. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he's a solid character actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Okay, okay. No wonder it sounds familiar. Damn. Thank you, Mr. Toffee, with uh, with the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> good the Wikipedia corner. We have. I think uh, he was Toffee. a really. I think he was a really good. I mean, the way he presented the antagonist, really, really crafty. Basically, it's like the yin to you know, uh, hiccups yang. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Really, really smart guy. I Up mean, to the end. But that, that's the thing, like, the movie was only just part about the awesome dragon action and, you know, the relationship. It was a good way to send off, like, the dragons because it ends with Hiccup saying, we can't live together because you'll always be hunted. So the best thing to do is to go back to your world where you're going to be safe. Which is and, the, you over, and you also overpopulate the place you're actually safe at, so you need to find your own safe haven. Yeah, so and it's a logical it was ending. generally touching and bittersweet to see the goodbye. Which was only slightly undermined when they show like the fast forward to where they come back and visit each other. Of course, there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be because I think it made enough money to warrant it. But, but they're probably going to do like a new generation thing where it's like their kids or something. Yeah, which, right? okay, fine. They whatever. have to kind of leave it open for money in the next few years. Yeah, of course. But, but <laughs> it'll still take away from the fact that this yeah. was a nice way to definitely end Hiccup's uh, timeline. Mm, but also at the same time uh, this came out around the same time as that Lego movie sequel which nobody really cared about I saw both and uh, whilst I enjoyed it at the time I think I gave it a good rating uh, it's kind of forgettable the Lego movie yeah I mean if it's nothing but pop culture reference and like you no know, jokes that only are of its time yeah because the Lego movie worked because it was just something we'd not really seen before in that respect well Whereas, since the Lego movie won yeah. no that's what I mean like this is the fifth Lego movie the fourth or fifth Lego movie in as many years because mm-hmm. so they got Lego like Batman Lego and fatigue. they got the Ninjago as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and Ninjago was not good it was very not good so this is basically Lego roughly is gonna have to rethink their movie like uh, direction yeah, I guess yeah it's gonna be a long break but I think probably the only way it can like circumvent all this is maybe <coughs> Lego Justice League no honestly dude it's so obvious and they've been working on it Lego yeah. Star Wars the movie. Oh, it's uh, gonna happen. Work. Just do yeah. that. I mean, I'm pretty sure Disney will definitely... As long as you give us half the profits, yeah, you can do this. Yeah, Disney will let you do whatever as long as they get some money. I mean, but, yeah, it's true that. 
but uh, just look at Fox. No, <laughs> returning to Hydrogen Dragon, I think it helped that there's been a nice long break between this and part two. Yeah, it took a time to percolate a little bit. It's about yeah. four years ish, is it? Four mm. years, which I think yeah. is a good amount to cycle between animation movies because if it's anything less, then you're gonna start skimping on the quality of the animation. Well, dude, talking about quality, yeah, the this level is, of detail is like amazing. Oh, Jesus, it's beautiful. No, like, yeah. get to the Long Dragon Ball from the days of like Shrek. Shrek looks like ours nowadays. Toy Story 1 looks like ours nowadays. Well, no, but like, yeah, Toy Story 1 came out in 91. Shrek came yeah. out in 2001 and looks less good. Yeah, so it's like you can see like this is definitely, oh, ray tracing in action apparently. Yeah, no, DreamWorks <laughs> is now on par with Disney Animated Studio. I agree. Because they kind of stopped doing the movies that parody Pixar and they're doing their own thing with their art style, with their, mm. their, their really unique dragon combinations and look because you don't yeah. see anything like this except in the kid's fairy book, fairy tale book and whatnot. It's mm. coming to life, you know? In the AAA kind of budget. So kind I'm of really film. interested to see where what the next project is or what the next IP is going to be. From yeah, them. I don't think they've hinted at anything. They've wrapped up Kung Fu Panda. They've wrapped up this. I think they're going to do something new. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I very, mean, very I've not fresh. been keeping up with uh, the news from DreamWorks, but we'll see. And look, I'm now I've now seen enough to say, like, on average, DreamWorks have been putting out quality content, and this is just proof that. If they give time and they have passion, they can definitely rival Disney. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Disney needs rivals because holy shit. The monopoly is getting we larger. We get good yeah. movies if you have rivalries going on, like people outdoing the other, you know? Now, you need rivalry. It's good because it means that people are always going to try. If there's only one guy, they're not going like, to try anything because like, who else are you going to watch? Exactly. Yeah, consumers win whenever there's competition. So Precisely. All the way. So, this is your special mention. I wonder what your pick of the... Uh, yeah, I wonder what my number one movie is. Like, what possible movie could have... Yeah, it's Endgame. You like, know what? It's nice to know that you're doing the, the Avengers running joke this yeah. year instead of me. <laughs> yes, I'm still holding on to the SEO. Okay, here we go. So, why is Endgame the best movie of the time? It's, <laughs> it's my movie of 2019. Not necessarily because it's the best. Because John Wick was taken. sorry (laughs) but also because no aside from that it was the most memorable experience in the cinema yeah because it is the closest it's gotten to knocking Return of the King off of my uh, hallowed tier really that's your number one movie all time that is high praise for the film yeah because there's just so many moments where it's stuff that has been in the making for 12 years and it paid off uh, you know, I was there fully like into it when you had everyone coming in, the music swelling, Sylvester's magnificent score, and then just the quiet and then, you know, Captain America says, Avengers, assemble. That moment was just beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yes. And also, it, it showed Marvel at its peak when it can be both heart-wrenching, beautiful to watch, and damn funny. Yep. It's definitely like a, a very good comic book series where it runs through all the emotions and yeah, I do agree. I'm on the side of like this movie t- took way too long to tell one story and it yeah. also took way too long to tell a story that was done better in Back to the Future Part 2. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I do agree where it's like, you know what, watching this film start off with the dire and the very downer tone of the end of Infinity War slowly kind of rise and like, you know, add the comedy value especially with the heist moments yeah and it, it got fun again and it got super fun at the end it's like it's watching I mean this movie uh, in the hands of a, of lesser teams 
This would have been because so easily have been mediocre or very schizophrenic and bipolar yeah. and like tonally all over the place. But it's it's like I mean for me in hindsight, when I looked at it, I do appreciate the fact that it took its time to kind of lull the audience away from the the dourness of like the, the previous movie. Yeah, and to remind them, okay, we're gonna be a fun comic book movie. Let's settle all of this stuff first, and then let's just progress this way. I think they spent enough time to show the post-snap world to make you realize just enough time. How... They spent all the time, sir. Yeah, the three first... hours. Well, the first hour is is the post-snap world, like trying mm-hmm. to like you know, survive in a world, like what happens. So I'm glad that they spent some time in it because if they went right past that, it would have completely undermined the emotional impact from the first movie. Because of course mm-hmm. they're going to bring everyone back. That way, they're never never going to like permanently kill off everyone that they snapped yeah they need to build up definitely yeah. and like, the they need to like well. make you appreciate just how important it was that they did succeed yes this time around and yeah of course we had the finish center for three people i'm sure most of them sir most of them yeah but especially chris evans and robert Downey jr i mean hemsworth is not coming back well, I think he... He might be a Guardians of the Galaxy no, like, character. They, they set up that he's going to be with Guardians, so like, unless he really okay. doesn't want to do it again. Yes, uh, uh, what? Uh, Scarlet's not coming back. Well, yeah. Scarlet, uh, Scarlet's character... I think Jeremy back. Renner is also not coming back. He's no, just going to be a family man after this. Yeah, but also, I think they're setting up like the... Um, uh, the Kate Hawkeye Bishop. movie? <laughs> no, the Kate Bishop TV series, I think they're setting up. Really? Yeah, because they jo- they're showing his daughter. Oh, they're going to do that? Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm they have not... to do something to make you want to get the Disney streaming uh, package. Well, yeah. And Jessica Jones 3 is going to be a thing still, right? Well, no. I mean, that's like... It's like, I think it's it's like Dark Phoenix. Done, it's like, right? you know it's yeah. finished, so you're just going to like watch whatever they had left. Kind of like Dark Phoenix, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. Um, but um, no, especially for uh, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Because these are the two men that helped build this for what it was. Yeah. Downey Jr. because he started it. And Chris Evans because he was the heart to maintain that. that foundation that was built. Yeah. I definitely appreciate the Captain America had, one. They both had the sense of that the characters deserved. Like Iron Man sacrificing it because we were like leading towards this. And because uh, Captain America finally got to have his moment back. with Peggy. Yeah. His yeah. happy ending, yes. Yeah, he, he had that dance. Like, and he kept his promise eventually. Only took him 75 years to do it, but he did it. <laughs> Only took him about 18 movies to do it, but yeah. sure. He finally got there in the end. And then you know what? And then the the Agent Carter TV show gets resurrected because we need to see what happened. <laughs> yeah, like why was Phil Coulson not at this funeral? Mm-hmm. Like if you've been watching, you'll you'll know. I haven't been watching, so I don't know. Nobody cares about Agent Shield. <laughs> Nobody except the diehard fans. But it's just the complete package, including you know that yes, it's kind of navel gazy, but the part where all the main cast were signing their uh, hero shot at the end of the credits. You know that's basically them ripping off on Star Trek. Star Trek did that too when they did their final movie together. I'm they sure. all signed off like like oh like for me that like looks so familiar like oh yeah they did it. I think it was uh, Star Trek Six, right? Their final movie, uh, Final Frontier, right? Yeah, was and then it? like they were, yeah. like like everybody signed off instead of like regular credits, which was like that was kind of sweet. I mean, I'm I mean, pretty it, it, sure I'm sure they've done it before, but like almost every movie has like saying like, well, this one they did before. Like that doesn't mean it's not good. No, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. I'm just saying like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, well, I haven't seen the Star Trek movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, just the, uh, the even ones. Don't watch the even number ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that one before as well. <laughs> And maybe uh, for generations, probably part three. Part three, just for, for just to see how silly it can get. Mm. 
And maybe generations to see Picard and, and Kirk in the same movie. It's oh, just so yeah, weird. That was the fifth film, right? Was but it? aren't they supposed to be a hundred years apart? Who cares? Yeah. Timeline. You just want to see that going on, the yeah, teaming sure. up and everything. So, uh, Infinity, uh, Endgame, your movie pick of the year because John Wick was thick. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, it's, it's a good film, dude. It's a no, good no, it's pick. still. Yeah, you know, it's fine. I'm, I liked it. I'm happy that uh, there was a kind of cathartic release to this. So, I'm not feeling so burnt out when Homecoming finally comes out. Mm, yeah, I, I kind of get what you mean. I mean, like, it's it's a, it's, a nice, it's not really quite the palate cleanse, but it's like uh, it left you enough to want to see where this goes next. Yeah, and it's enough to make me go, okay, we have that crop finally done, finally finished, and now we can have the new wave of different people. You know, it's gonna be you know newer heroes doing different things, hopefully. But here's the problem: we all have to definitely uh, point out. Yeah, we don't have the charisma of the likes of Downey Jr. around anymore. So these new guys have huge shoes to fill. Oh, they do. Good luck, kids. But, <laughs> I mean, I have heard because Tom Holland has so far really impressed me as Spider-Man. Yeah, he's he's the first one. He's alright. I will see who else is doing whatever unannounced superheroes they're going to be. I mean, there's definitely going to be a Black Panther 2. Yeah. There's definitely going to be another Captain Marvel. And a Doctor I, Strange as well. Doctor yeah, Strange. you know, Doctor Strange. I mean, well, come about is a reliable um, actor. I just want that movie to go to new levels of weird because, like, really, yeah. I want the really classic Jack Kirby cosmic kind of batshit insane psychedelic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love what they did with the Inception esque moments in, like, the first Doctor Strange. And, like, yeah, I mean, I was suffering from a lot of Marvel burnout, but that was kind of entertaining visually. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to see, like, okay, w- let's push the boundaries elsewhere. And, uh, you know what? I have high hopes for Marvel because I didn't, I'm, I still have a bit of the Marvel burnout, but I also kind of, like, I'm curious enough. I, see, I yeah, just want to I mean, see what they do with this. And look, after uh, Far From Home, it's still going to be a good seven, eight months where we're not going to have a fucking Marvel thing to worry about. So we'll be able to talk about other stuff. What about you, John? Uh, Marvel stuff? Well, um, I'm drawing... I mean, I guess we got those, those TV shows to look forward to. The Falcon oh, yeah, and the yeah. Winter Wolf, right? Or White Wolf. That one, the one with a Sam and Bucky teaming yeah. up together and fighting and yeah, stuff. Why but why is it a TV show? Come on, I want to see Black Captain America, man. Come on. <laughs> we will, I guess. Maybe they want to like give him a chance to earn his stripes somewhat. Really? Yeah, on a TV show? Yeah, but it, when it comes to comic book uh, movie, comic book, uh, comic books into TV shows, they need to actually step up the game for the Marvel side because yeah, DC is doing a really good job with that with the CW oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, DC have definitely been knocking stuff. out of the park for so long with their TV yeah. shows. Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash. Um, oh yeah, even Doom Patrol is actually not bad. I Doom see Doom, yeah, I kind of like Doom Patrol. <laughs> it's, crazy stuff, it's, not, it's not weird enough. That's my only yeah. complaint. But you know, think, for a TV show, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, only yeah. Titans has been shitting the bed. This was garbage. Gotham was garbage. Any TV show with Batman mythos and lore, like Gotham was terrible. I, I, I don't even like Smallville that much. What? You Christina Crook is an amazing okay, she's hot, Lana but Lane. Not everything else around it. No, but I mean, the, really. like, the, I like Lex Luthor on Smallville a lot. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That was but funny. I also kind of like the Lex Luthor in Supergirl too. And I love oh, the yes. I, I love the, the real around connection because that is the guy who played Ducky in Pretty in Pink. Yes, and he's okay. the guy who played Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman's nephew in yeah. Superman Four. Yes, that <laughs> so roundabout was really so great. Well. And I'm like, yeah. really? They got that guy to play the new Lex Luthor, and he stood next to the best Gene, uh, to the best Lex Luthor, like his second best of all time. Who's the first uh, best? 
the animated series guy. Uh, oh, okay. Clancy Brown. Clancy Browns. Clancy Browns Lex Luthor, hands down my favorite. Especially uh, in uh, what the All Star Superman movie. Oh yeah, yeah, All Star. That was All-Star. amazing. Like you know, that 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 line. Like look at uh, when he was comparing. Like you know, they're doing like a dick measuring contest with Superman. Like yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, fuck me, man. Yeah. So Avengers Endgame. Uh, still a nine upon ten for you? Yeah, still. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch this movie again when it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> on or your Blu-ray Apple and streaming. streaming. Whatever the fuck I'm gonna get it on. Oh well. Oh wait, iTunes is not gonna be a thing anymore, right? Yeah. Well, now they have like the Apple TV thing. Which is their version on Netflix, which is just licensed shows, right? Yes. Mm. I mean, Spielberg's making stuff for it, so I don't know. That's enough to make me kind of at least do a trial. Sure, E.T. the TV show. That's what we all wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Jaws the TV show. Every day is a different shark. (laughs) Wait, didn't they do that in the 90s? Or was I thinking of There was a Jaws TV show, which was terrible. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's along the li- it's along the lines of like the Freddy Krueger TV show. Oh, that's bad. Freddy, huh? Like, oh, oh we gotta make it PG. Yeah. Oh man, Freddy's Nightmares was such a stupid idea. It's basically an anthology TV show where instead of Freddy Krueger terrorizing teenagers, you've seen their nightmares. Now you see mine. And it's like, huh? <laughs> All right, sure. It's like basically Tales from the Crypt, but, but with, with fucking Freddy Krueger as the narrator. Hey, to quote Rick James, cocaine is one hell of a drug. Cocaine is one hell of a yes. drug. Okay, so. Those are your movies, which is Endgame and How to Train Your Dragon 2. Very, uh... Part, part 3. Part 3. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. An interesting double bill there, sir. <laughs> I know, because here's the thing. There have not been that many amazing movies so far. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean there's been a, a lot of solid B yeah, and stuff C's, which but I like no solid A's. I right? it, but nothing made me go, Oh my god, I love this. It's been a lot of mediocre or just stuff that made me go, Oh, Christ. Mm. I mean, yeah, but those two picks are good because they kind of tie together because it's end of it's basically ending a particular end of era. An era of kinda, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, like, there's a certain level of poignancy when you attach like that much backstory and back yeah. catalog to something like, because it feels then, like kind of reward for sticking around for something for so long. I guess yeah. so. Which is like, I mean, is I think it's also very safe to say you show this to somebody who's never seen any of the Marvel movies, they'd be like, oh, okay, it's kind of fun. But it's kind of fun. Like, what the fuck is going on? And they won't even have the the kind of emotional gravitas. Like somebody like you would have. Yeah. But then again, there's guys like me who watched all of it and like, yeah, all right, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So is it my turn yet? Yeah, sure. Uh, go I ahead. believe so. Okay. So uh, as the the <laughs> the one guy on the Last King podcast who's never given out a ten, <laughs> I finally did the most bullshit <laughs> ten you've ever. Yeah. How but, dare you? This movie is a goddamn it's the most masterpiece. Out there surprise. Yes. Okay. Think about it. This is this generation's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh no. But with Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and like Ready yeah. Player One was his generation's Actually, Yeah, you're great. I mean yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I am great. Thank you very much for saying. No, I I'm great. You're I agree with you that I'm great. Okay. So anyway, uh I mean best movie of two thousand nineteen, hands down. As voted by me, it's definitely Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Purely for Psyduck. <laughs> Purely for the Psyduck, man. I mean the, the the way the character, the resonance, the ethos, the pathos, uh, the delivery. When he said Psyduck, mm-hmm. and then that other time when he said Psyduck. Or how about the time he said Psyduck? Oh man, that, I, I was in tears when he said Psyduck. You know that scene in the back of the car where him and Pikachu. Yeah. And he said Psyduck. But then uh, Pikachu and Pikachu, and then oh god, that I was amazed they got away with that in a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, man. Oh man. That was Be- so very steamy. breathtaking dialogue. Oh, boy. It's yes. the best Psyduck ever. Like that foot fetish action at the back. Yeah. That was amazing. So yes, uh, 
Also, along the lines of it, uh, there's nothing else much to talk about. I'm gonna definitely be talking about Detective Pikachu because, oh, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it wasn't absolutely atrocious is in itself a win. You know what? The only reason I mentioned this is because I want to give even more props to the guy who did the lighting, whoever the gaffer is on that show. Seriously, that is way too much effort for a fucking Detective Pikachu movie. Yeah, also, what I love about this movie is that they got rid of a lot of first gen uh, Pokemon because they look kind of creepy. They so, all look creepy, sir. Well, they, like they, they had the mime. They in. had the cute. No, that's the thing. Like, like the the creators fought hard to keep Mr. Mime in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nintendo wanted to have Mr. Mime removed. Oh man! But they said, no, well, even we Nintendo are hates Mr. Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime. But you wouldn't have that genius comedy sequence when he's trying to explain something through mime, mm-hmm. which went on slightly too long. Speaking of going on for slightly too long, remember the ending, which is very reminiscent of Batman '89. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna poison the city with balloons during a parade. Where have I seen this before? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you know what? Because, uh, I mean, okay, I'm going to be really honest here. I am kind of uh, half and half in terms of my special mentions because my special mentions are not movies I feel are essential, mm-hmm. but I think are interesting enough to maybe warrant, at least give it a chance. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be like, okay, to be honest, uh, for me, special mentions is a tie between uh, Brightburn, which is... An interesting take on the superhero mythos. Yeah. Which I found kind of entertaining, but kind of goofy also. And uh, also this other movie that came out very early, Dragged Me Across Concrete, okay. which was surprisingly good, but not great. Like, both of these movies are gr- like a, like <coughs> six upon tens for me, but they what do something... What was Dragged Across Concrete about? It's, uh, you know what? Watch it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's not worth really talking about, but it's like... It'll take you by surprise how it's just one of those movies that's it's just so well done. Like, it's, very, it's, it's very well done. Okay. Where, and like Brightburn, like because the thing is, if you want to watch a, a superhero style story but in a different direction, more as a like a crazy horror movie. Like imagine if Superman came to Earth and he just wants to kill people because he can, and he's and he's still a kid. So it's like it kind of worked for me in terms of like, and it was surprisingly gory. Well, yeah, it's a. Uh... It's an Ed Gunn, James Gunn. Is it? Is James Gunn? Yeah, produced by James Gunn. Yep. It's produced by James Gunn. It, it gave me that uh, Cabin in the Woods kind of vibe. Like mm. you know how like this movie is familiar, and then it, it like turns it on a dime, and it's like, oh, that's an interesting idea. It's not great, but it's fine. But like yeah, so those would probably be like if you're looking for movies that uh, probably went under the radar, and you think you should check out, they are definitely uh, go and look for uh, Brightburn. Which I don't think is in cinemas anymore. So no, it had a very limited run. Uh, I think it, yeah, it was such a showing since last month. Uh, yeah. It was Blumhouse, wasn't it? The, yes, it was definitely yeah. Blumhouse. Blumhouse never keeps their stuff in for long. Yeah, and I can't remember when Drag Me Across Concrete came out. I think it was February. very early. It's in February. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is it's the kind of movie that got very easily stomped on by all the other movies that came out at the time. To me, it's just a solid film. Uh, just, just watch it for the cast. The cast is quite good. Okay, very strong performances. It's got Russell in it. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, there's Mel Gibson, Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn. Yep. Michael J. White. Oh, okay. Michael wow. J. White's in it. So it's like, I'd, the only reason... Don I, Johnson too. <laughs> Don Johnson <laughs> is my favorite part of that fucking movie. So the only reason why I'm not going to talk too much about it is because uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Just let it happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my pick 
for uh, best film of 2019 and I think uh, more people need to champion this movie for sure. and rally behind it because in terms of spectacle in terms of doing something right in, in terms of paying respect to source material and in terms of James fucking Cameron proving he still has it still has it mm-hmm. with the producer roles and then like yep. Robert Rodriguez kind of redeeming himself after the the kind of nonsense that was in City 2 mm-hmm. I mean that was the last bad thing he did right I mean I can't remember what else he did before that I think yeah, I think it was Did he do the spirit? Two was his last oh, no, thing because no. then he did the L Ray Network for the last. Yeah, he decided to be a, like a TV executive. I'm gonna fucking yeah. talk about fucking Alita Bell Angel. God damn. Oh, yeah. Probably do. one of the hands down now the best Western adaptation of a manga. Yeah. Best Bar anime none. manga yeah, I mean, adaptation. It's been a very poor showing for the most part. Closest we got was fucking Castlevania on Netflix, and that's still animated. And yeah. here we have, it's like, especially in. And that's like, more of a video game than an actual anime, anyway. Yeah, and yeah. guess what? In terms of, like, after fucking Death Note, after <laughs> fucking Ghost in the, the Shell, comedy, yes. after the travesties that is Dragon Ball. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist, which is a Japanese one. So uh, yeah, and then the, and also, Attack on Titan as well, which is Japanese, but it was not good at all, sir. God damn, how could you get this wrong? It's just giant things eating people and guys on fucking wires fighting them, a la Spider Man. Yeah, and it's like, all right, and then here we have with the proper budget, with the proper direction, with the proper amount of sincerity, with a proper cast, mostly. and the proper cast. Yes, yeah. except for Great. Hugo. Hugo's kind of annoying, but you know what? It's small chink in the armor of something that is truly spectacular. Goddamn, people! When this thing comes out on Blu-ray, because I know not like nobody saw it in this, not as many people saw it in the cinemas. I know it made bank. Yeah. It made bank because Japan were like, oh yeah, we'll watch this. Yeah, once it hit Asia, once it hit Japan, everybody saw it. It's like, oh my god, this is near perfect. This is as close. Like, uh, one of my biggest detractions is that it's too close to the OVA. Mm. But it's actually the OVA plus the rollerball sequences. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm fine with that. And it's like the pitch perfect action delivery. And watching Rosa Salazar like fucking nail the emotional aspect of the character. Yeah, yeah from her growth all the way to the end part of the film. I've noticed Rosa Salazar before, but she is like one of my new favorite actors. Dude, you know, like seeing her hold her own is like, this was fucking spectacular. I was definitely, I mean, this impacted me more than Endgame did. In terms yeah. of like, they got this right. Holy shit, I did not expect this at all. Whereas Endgame felt to me like, yeah, they need, they just needed to like, you know, tie up some threads and you sort of had expectations for Endgame whereas yeah. Elita Battle Angel there was a bit of a surprise to it it came out of yeah. nowhere yeah. and the thing is like I think it's also kind of unfair because like something like Elita Battle Angel everybody would always point to like oh look at how they fucked up Ghost in the Shell look at how they fucked up all the other movies and then finally we have the one defining okay Hollywood can get this right but here are the elements that you need like in place for this mm-hmm. to happen which is a producer who ha- who cares about the source material, who loves it and has all the budget in the world. Yeah, okay. He's got Cameron Titanic has money. fuck you money. He has fuck you money. We all know that. But then again, once in a while, he'll come back and shill for a Terminator movie. Because because sure. people let him make his Avatar Because the residuals film, so I'm sure must be shill. sweet. <laughs> God damn it! Like There's that's something we missed out in our E3 presentation. There are two different games which have Terminator in them. <laughs> oh yeah, the skins, uh, yeah. Dark, Dark Fate skins. You get to play a T eight hundred. I don't yeah. care, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you're a fan of the manga and if you're kind of like on the fence about watching this in the cinema because you think Hollywood's gonna fuck it up, no, they didn't. They did and not. This was trust us. Yeah, they nailed it. Truly wonderful. Yeah, and if you've seen the OVA, you know what to expect. I'm sorry if you've already seen the OVAs. 
it's spoiled already for you. You know what's exactly going to happen. I'm not going to talk about what it, what the ending is because there's definitely people out there who haven't seen it and I urge you all, please watch this film. Okay, and when it comes out on Blu-ray or like digital, right, please buy this and watch it on a great big screen because in terms of special effects, this movie and also kind of Detective Pikachu have finally think, yeah. breached the uncanny valley. Yeah, like for sure. Like Rosa Salazar as Alita Battle Angel and for all you motherfuckers out there who are still complaining about her fine. eye, she's and a goddamn robot. Well. That's what she Everything. looks like. Yes. Okay, but if, if anything is like I bought into the the reality. I bought the suspension of disbelief was full on. I, I kind of now in hindsight appreciate the redesign of the world. Like they kind of did away with the more gritty neo noirish. It like, felt it felt properly lived in alive. So yeah. it felt like a European country kind of. I mean, like if you read the manga, you know, everybody yeah. like it's it's definitely like heavily inspired by the likes of Blade Runner. Yeah. Whereas when you see this version of Alita Battle Angel, it it's, has... It's Mexico City in the future. It's literally, yeah, uh, Mexico it's, City. It's yes. Robert Rodriguez putting his creative yeah, flair on it. Yeah, and this is it. where immediately he was the right man for the job because yeah. it felt alive. I mean, the set design yeah. is spectacular. It's breathtaking. And then You're if you want your like a gritty bits of action, yes, the movie has They're that there. too, especially. Oh, yeah. yes. No, you, you get to see Ed Screen lose his face. Yeah, yes. man. And like, you know what? Christoph Waltz nailed it. Oh, yeah. He nailed it. I liked it a lot. Great choice. I mean, like the only real complaint I have was the choice of Hugo and changing some of the story aspects, which I can't reveal because spoilers as well. Yeah. Okay, because you know there is the romantic aspect between the two characters, and I'm not gonna say more than that. But also at the same time, um, I don't know. This movie unfortunately got a lot of flack because people online are idiots. And said, <laughs> what did they say? What did they say? Though? They wanted to pick on this movie because A, why are her eyes big? That was the first thing that mm-hmm. nobody could get. And so it was like, yeah, it's an artistic aesthetic choice. And besides, Robert Rodriguez was the guy who was uh, cha- uh, championing the fact that no, she needs to look like the character in the book. Yeah. She has to look like Alita. That's the point. Because all motherfuckers complain when they change the character for Ghost in the Shell. Now we're trying to keep it close to Source Peter and you're still complaining? Sure, whatever. <sighs> okay. And People then are also, never happy. That's just I mean, sad. and also for all the SJW fuckwits who like decided to get all woke and complain about all the sec- over-sexualization. Really? When? When she was kicking ass? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, there was nothing over-sexualized about her. Oh, her waist is too thin. Yeah, she's based on an anime character she's from the goddamn Android. 90s. Yes. That's how she was drawn, okay? What? Whatever. I mean, like... And also a little bit of the... There's a lot of Cameron hate for some reason, which is getting really annoying. Because is it he hate of des- he's doing Avatar films or what? No, it's, the, the, it's the fact that he decided to say that Patty Jenkins didn't make a good Wonder Woman movie. Which, I mean... It's it kind of true. Look, yeah, it's mediocre I would take, not that good. Yeah, I take the stance of the guy who gave us some of the best female badasses of all time. Okay, yeah. fucking Eleanor Ripley, fucking Sarah Connor. Yep. Alright, like, yeah. I he think he's allowed he's, to say things like that. He especially knows what when he's, he's got, talking about. He's yeah. talking from a perspective of experience, knowledge, and expertise. Not because he's trying to put people down. And you know what? Sure, people decide to jump on that. Because everybody likes to get easily outraged. Ugh, annoyance as well. Which I feel is one of the, the, the reasons why this movie didn't really kind of hit the, the zeitgeist it, it deserved to. Yeah. Uh, which is a little unfair considering yeah. the quality I mean, of this film. Look, this just goes to show never ever bet against James Cameron. Yeah, you shouldn't. He's man. never had a flop. 
goddamn, and everything has been like, I mean, technically this isn't a flop. It made no, bank. It made good money. Yeah, it didn't make billion dollar money. It, it didn't made, make Titanic money. I mean, it's not Titanic. It made still, enough to good. guarantee a uh, uh, sequel. Yeah, and which hey, I look, hope to see. Yes. Endgame has been dominating. It's still below Avatar. Yeah, you can't you can't match that. It's fifty million <laughs> shy, and it probably won't reach it in time. And the thing is, Avatar came out when? 2011. 2009. Oh, sorry, 2009. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Think about it. That movie is still relevant. Well, and it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it, it's a terrible movie, but <laughs> but God, it made bank. <laughs> God damn, is it beautiful? The you know 3D what? was pretty. That's for sure. <laughs> James Cameron, listen, this is the last king, and we're talking directly to you, sir. I want an abyss too. That movie Ooh, was yes. gorgeous. That movie was, was some classic science fiction. This is what you're destined to do. Sure, I know you've been contractually obliged to do seven more Avatar sequels. Get that shit out of your system. Or maybe do what you did with Alita and find a um, bunny ears protege to kind of man the project while you kind of just supervise it proper. Yeah. Hey, so far he's been knocking out the park. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? Alita too, whenever you're ready. Yeah. We're waiting. Because we want to see her go to Mars. God mm-hmm. damn it, I can't wait. Because the Mars saga part of the books, which has never been realized in animation oh, shit, or any other I just want to see that train sequence. Yes! Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Show Solo how you do a train sequence. Oh, man. Okay, show Dark Phoenix how you do a train sequence. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely my pick of 2019. And it's like kind of in tradition because like Annihilation came out early in the year and that was yeah. my favorite movie of that time. So yeah, you tend to pick all these high concept sci-fi movies. Who would have thought? I have taste. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Hey, and I'm also a fanboy. I really love the manga and the anime. Okay, the OVA. Okay, I'm gonna be very like yeah, yeah OVA, nitpicky yeah, about right. it. Four episodes. If you can find it, yeah, you can definitely find it on YouTube right now. Oh, Probably yeah. dubbed. But yeah, don't watch that. Watch uh, yeah, watch Alita the Battle Angel, the original Japanese with uh, the subtitles. I mean, stuff. guys, like. In terms of anime done right, what else is there? Off the top of your head. Well, well I, I mean, I could mention the Runary Kenshin trilogy, but that's Japanese made, though. Yeah. yeah. Western anime done Western, right. Western, nothing. Nothing. I can't think. Of, like, the closest is like anime inspired Western stuff, like Ruby. Or The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like, I kind of have, like, okay, so the bar has been set. Whoever wants to do the Macross or the Akira Western version, oh, you motherfucking better nail it. I, <laughs> it can be done, apparently. Akira is going to take so long. I don't think we're even ready for that. Is this still Peel? No. no. Peel said he it's was a different director, right? It's yeah. not. He's doing something else. Yeah, I don't think he... he unless... I mean, you need definitely somebody with the kind of balls as a Peter Jackson who's like, I'm going to take on this project yeah, and I'm going to take my time. We need the non-burnt-out yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're not adapting the anime. And the anime, we're going to adapt the books. Yes, the books were much longer and there's actually more fleshing out for the for Nah, the man. Don't do the books. The books can get a little bit too long in the tooth, too. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, Dream Pick uh, would definitely be uh, produced by James Cameron, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. my guy. Yeah, because if you want to do body horror right, get him. <laughs> Not <laughs> yes. only him, if you also want to do large scale destruction of a city, yeah, he nailed it with Pacific Rim. That's yeah. true. You know, and also at the same time, if you want to do like super psychological stuff, yeah, he can handle it. Well, sure, he can also do Macross. Macross? He's done the best uh, Max uh, movie. True that, but Macross, I would give to somebody else actually. Actually, I would give Macross to James Wan. Yes. 
James Now, one I, I think can handle Macross because yeah. I think his version of the Zianzaku and the thing is he can handle a giant epic battle space battle yeah yeah so it's like, instead of underwater just have it set in space with fucking like you know he uh, can reuse those shots just like just remove the water <laughs> yeah sure he can fucking have Jason Momoa as Ray Falker whatever and just <laughs> oh, wait no that's a bad idea <laughs> I take that back yes. that would look so good <laughs> no no wait fucking uh, Jason Momoa should play one of the Zion Zaku Okay. He's got he's got the chin and the forehead for it. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I want. So him... who's gonna be the pop star? Min May. Min May. Yes. As of now, Ariana Grande. She, in terms of relevance, in terms of just how small and frail she is compared mm-hmm. to Min May. Yes. Like I think that's her. Like definitely. Uh, in terms of leads, I don't know, man. What's the lead? Your standard. Uh... Whiny white boy, Tom Holland. Yeah, <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Tom Holland can definitely be, you know, I don't know, but who's going to be leader of Skull Squadron? You really need to nail that fast. What's that character like? Uh, posh, obnoxious, cold. James McAvoy. Like Levi. Levi from Attack on Titan. That kind. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. A bit too old. Really? A bit too old. You got to young it up a bit. Ah. Uh. Maybe the kid who plays Cyclops, but I don't know if he has the range. No, not Tony Stark. But if, anyway, so yes, uh, we're looking forward to any future anime adaptations. Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Nah, but I don't see him manning, being in charge of Skull Squadron. He, he's Robert Pattinson. There we go. There you go. Blonde, Robinson, blonde him up. Yeah, Robert Pattinson, cancel your your <laughs> uh, your signing with DC and make a Macross movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Hey Hollywood, last game here. We've never been wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I, our, we have nothing but great ideas. We're never wrong half the time. Our theoretical <laughs> uh, uh, castings have always been pitch perfect. Yeah, uh, you you never seem to listen to us, but you know what? One day you will. One day we shall have. Oh man, uh, one day you're gonna steal an idea from this show, and it's gonna make. And we're gonna. Mind. It's gonna be a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yes. it'll be the finest lawyer we can all collectively afford, which is like a law school dropout. <laughs> sure, and we might win the case. A pro too. bono guy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that has been our picks for 2019. Uh, any other special mentions you want to get out of the way before we close this podcast? Uh, I want to give special uh, mentions for like uh, shitting the bed, <laughs> <laughs> like. This is the segment of like. Uh, Here's a movie that totally this, disappointed. This is this movie that Tom realizes is a dark, cruel world where nothing nice ever comes out. <laughs> Namely, Hellboy. <laughs> okay. You want to do? Okay, let's do this. Uh, remember yeah. when Hellboy like <laughs> got my hopes up? And then just shot it down. Didn't just shot it down. It like ripped it from me and stomped on it in front of me. Oh man, this is giving me flashbacks of when he called King Arthur to be a good movie. <laughs> remember that? Oh yes. <laughs> I yes. remember how upset he was <laughs> because I still believed in Guy Ritchie. Yeah, sure. He made an amazing Aladdin movie, right? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Aladdin movie. Oh man. Uh, well, hey, you know, give me another reason to see Naomi Scott, and I'm not going to complain about that part. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm sure she'll get a lot more better movie roles. After But she Aladdin. plays a brown girl. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, like people are slowly like adding more brown people into roles. Yeah. Like what? Well, she was in Power Rangers, and that's getting a sequel win. Apparently, it might. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Saban has a lot of money. They're doing something, but not so soon. Yeah, mm, I guess so. But I don't know. She's my choice for the new Storm. 
Okay. If they're ever Ooh, gonna reboot, if Disney's ever gonna read like add X Men, I would have Naomi Scott as Storm. Machine. She would look good with white hair. Mm-hmm. With platinum blonde, would be mm. amazing, very delicious. Yeah, like yeah. don't have the Mohawk one anymore. Much as I don't, much as I kind of like her, yeah, I think like the full long hair style is what we need right now. So Hellboy, your biggest disappointment of the year? Uh, yeah. Probably for sure. Like the rest, I didn't expect. Like I was expecting Aladdin to be good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How about you, John? I mean, I don't have any disappointments or hatred for most things right now because everything just seems okay to forgettable. But I think I don't need to bring up Shazam though. That was a pretty good jump for DC since we brought up DC TV shows. Like so, your other special movies. mention. I guess so. I mean, now that we're close to the tail end of this uh, before the year finishes, you know, I figured Shazam does need a bit more love despite the fact of it, it's got a pretty I decent agree. budget. Yeah, I mean, it was a very fun movie, very well cast. Zachary Levi was definitely the best choice to be yeah, Shazam. Yeah, and Fred Astor, right? That was the kid who plays mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I want to see more of that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. No, I mean, they definitely made enough money for a sequel, so I want to see what... Uh... No, they definitely, because fucking they, they're talking about The Rock coming as Black Adam. Well, that's been in the talks for years. That yeah. was before they cast Shazam. They well, he is the Adam. executive producer of the movie. And yeah. the special ending did bring up a particular villain who is actually going to show up in the sequels. So oh, yeah. I like yeah. to see that. That was yeah. probably the best... Um, Caterpillar cameo ever? Just, just, no, just the best uh, <laughs> like uh, superhero stinger ever. Do it. Because it's the one that immediately made me want to go Google something. I... <sighs> I, I would I'm still waiting for the Captain Nazi yeah. to show oh, up. Oh right, right. The monsters. Give us evil. a Captain Nazi. <laughs> Give us Captain Nazi with a Shazam. Now <laughs> it would be the troop. most it yes. would become politically relevant all over again. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Him with the khaki pants and the tiki torch. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> That's what he's gonna look like now. Yeah. Have the show updated for the for the era. <laughs> wow. Okay. Really? So nothing to disappoint you? Nothing. What about you? Uh, My biggest disappointment, as I mentioned on the last King podcast a few episodes ago, goddamn Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters, (laughs) fuck you for not like. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't you make a you you you? you Great music though, I'll tell you that. The music was fantastic, sir, (laughs) and so were some of the monster fights and the monster designs, and that's only ten percent of the entire movie. (laughs) Let me remind you again, this movie was dumb, and not only was it dumb, it was. It was the, not, the, not the fun kind of dumb. It was not the fun kind of dumb. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, like I was about to forgive this movie. Okay, there's at least this bullshit monster fight happening right now. Okay, it, they decide to have it in the dark, in the rain, where you can hide a lot of the bad CGI. But not really. I think that's more of like an aesthetic highlighting kind of choice though. No. Like, you can still see things happening. Dude, I'm going to put Perseverance this movie... still happens in the rain though. The very first one. But Look, you can still see things clearly. Here's the difference between this and the likes of Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim happened in the rain, but in a brightly lit city center where you could see where the shit was going down. And, again, as a connoisseur of the kaiju film, there isn't a single shot of a monster pushing another monster into a building. So this movie gets a definite minus five right <laughs> off the <Okay>. bat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is one. I do wish there were daytime scenes though. When, yeah, that's it's really... Like in like why, the final why battle, rain? Uh, Ghidorah is pushed through... Uh, one of no, no, I'm no. He wasn't pushed. I don't think he was. I'm talking about the classic monster punches another monster. He falls on a building and the building crumbles. Oh, I know. He was tackled through it. Yeah. So like, sure, that's fine. But it's like, yeah, you're kind of missing that scene. Okay, proper Godzilla atomic breath. Because as much as I didn't like Shin Godzilla, that has the best atomic breath hands down. Oh yeah, atomic lasers from the tail. God the damn, breath. that yeah. shit cutting through buildings like a knife through butter. Yeah. That's proper terrifying. And then like when he goes full explosion, I do kind of 
appreciate King Ghidorah going full electrical, but mm-hmm. not that interesting. Seeing regenerate, kind of cool. Okay, Mothra showing up. Why? Because and reasons. Rodan destroying those planes. Eh, still fun. I mean, like... Rodan's appearance was cool. Rodan's appearance was cool. Uh, plus one to the scene of the fucking pilot ejecting into his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I giggled was... my ass off because, <laughs> yes. yep, that's dumb. Yeah. Okay, watching him do a barrel roll and taking out all those, like, fighter jets. Like, okay, that was kind of cool. But then we had to sit through so much boring story. Yeah. And... So much bad acting, and so much from actual th- actors who should know what they're doing. And That's the so crazy much part. Powerful whispering, and so much. W- this doesn't make any sense. I know and it's a, lot a giant of yelling from Madison too. There's yeah. a lot. I know it's a giant monster movie, but didn't we establish in Godzilla one that this is gonna be kind of like set and kind of grounded in reality? And what if we live in a a terrifying world full of these monsters and I love that and no 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 let's just make it stupid insane and it's like watching all these like Academy Award winning actors check out of the movie yeah <laughs> like Ken Watanabe I'm out I kill myself I said let's have clips of like a uh, yeah knock price uh, Cobra Commander module or like even like poor like Sally Hawkins checking out the hard way by like oh and now it's I die most, like, the, like so unceremonious <laughs> She gets smashed. It was a little Rock's Fall Everyone Dies moment for a character. There goes Academy Award winner, Silly Hawkins. Yeah. I'm sure they cast her before she won that Oscar. Like, oh no, she's expensive now. Yeah, this is that Dark Phoenix kind of like Jennifer Lawrence bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't want to be in any one of these. I already <laughs> fucked one. I don't need to see one. Yep. <laughs> Unless that... You know, that would have been the, the perfect... Uh, way to end the movie how do we how do we stop the monsters Sally Hawkins she gets on the top of a building she spreads her legs and come at me Ghidorah just jumps down <laughs> I can take it and yeah. just like sucks him in yeah like, and like fucking Ghidorah being of three heads also has three penises mm-hmm. sure we'll buy a bunch of dicks of course <laughs> and then Godzilla just like being fat shamed away oh yeah. <laughs> No, no, uh, Godzilla's the cuck, he's in the corner just masturbating. He's in the cuck, I'm with stupid. <laughs> and there you go. So On that note. On that note, okay, we finally ended on a dick joke. It wouldn't be the last game without ending it on a dick joke. Play a bunch of dicks, of there course. There we go. Where the three dicks of Ghidorah? Sure. Okay, I'm the middle one. Alright, I'm the far right one. <laughs> far right? <laughs> You're the far right one. Oh god, I love the fact that he's the one sick hiling as he's taking a pee. <laughs> Very far right indeed. So on that note, let's end Without this. Toffee's calling everyone comrade. Yeah, sure comrade. Anyway, uh, so uh, that was our best movies of 2019 so far as of this recording. Uh, so uh, I have been uh, best of 2019, Shafiq. I have been best honorable mention of 2019 except for Trump. Hello, Mr. Dolphin. Sorry.